When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Josh Jacobs, Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, Bryce Young, Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard, and more. Taking your phone calls. The Fantasy Football Show begins right now. From the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, good people? My name is Smitty. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. We've got a special show for you. Every show is special, but we'll be we'll be talking about the combine. Uh, we'll be really preparing for the next coming days when we see the running backs, the tight ends, the quarterbacks, the wide receivers do their things. But we're going to definitely be covering a lot of uh, a lot of the the anticipation for some of that. Talking about Bryce Young specifically today. We'll be going over all that and more. File on in. Hit that thumb up button on your way in the door. And uh, also, as you can see on screen here, uh, we are doing a Dynasty live stream beginning in one hour. And I think what we might do to keep on track with our objective of having at least one Dynasty live stream or video upload per day on the new Dynasty channel is we'll be, uh, we'll be going live immediately following this live stream on the main channel. Uh, so let me drop the link in the live chat right now so you guys know how to get to the Dynasty channel if you don't already know let me click on that let me go ahead and uh pin that right now so currently i'm pinning the dynasty right. link in the live the live stream uh live chat uh, if i can go ahead and there we go pin message there we go so i'll see you all there click that link now and subscribe and we'll jump over there in 58 minutes and seven seconds let's get on to josh jacobs and all the news right now from the fantasyfootballshow.com news desk. Here is your breaking news. We will be doing our live stream on the Dynasty channel in T minus 59 minutes and 52 seconds. Okay, we reset that so we get a full hour of the show here. Josh Jacobs. Okay, Josh Jacobs is getting tagged. We kind of knew this was coming. Let me move this out of the way. We kind of knew this was coming. Uh, but we got a little more confirmation today from Adam Schefter, or no, Ian Rappaport. One of the potential uh, three RB tags, a no-brainer, um, is this Josh Jacobs character who only led the NFL in rushing last year. And and there was some chatter that that he wanted to be franchise tagged or was accepting of the franchise tag if the team was ready to reload, as Aaron Rodgers has said. Kind of ironic that they're using similar verbiage, right? And if he gets tagged, there's some thinking that the the team, you know, because if they don't have Aaron Rodgers, if they don't have a win now team, maybe they won't be tagging Jacobs. This might mean that there's some some potential conversations that have been had between Aaron Rodgers and, and the right people in Las Vegas. That's just my my gut. My gut tells me that 
tagging him is not really a no-brainer unless they have a win-now team. Because you got Devontae Adams tied up on a whole bunch of money. Um, not that $10 million is that crazy for an RB. That franchise tag is not a big deal, to be honest. $10 mil. Not 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 a big not a big number. It's not like a forty million dollar forty five million dollar quarterback uh, exclusive franchise tag, which is a, a projection at this point because in April those numbers will change. So the top level tag on a, a franchise tag on a quarterback is subject to change, but projected around forty five million. The non exclusive tag for a quarterback or yeah for a quarterback would be about thirty uh, two million. And so we'll talk about that, those tags in a minute relating to quarterbacks because we've got Danny Dimes and uh, Lamar Jackson to speak of. But as for Josh Jacobs, 10 mil is nothing. But it's not necessarily a number you're going to use in a tag you're going to use if you're not in a, in a potential win-now situation. Also keep in mind this, that the uh, Raiders have this draft selection right here at number 7, which they could spend on Bijan if they, if they so chose. And if they're going to franchise tag Jacobs for 10 mil and use the draft pick to acquire Aaron Rodgers, which is probably what's going to be required. And if you're the Raiders, you can't start playing hardball at this point. It's a, it's a high pick to give up. It's a really, really high pick to give up. It's not a pick that I think is easy to surrender, but you can't miss on on Aaron Rodgers. You, if the Raiders want to compete this year, if they're going to go ahead and uh, sorry, I got the mic ramped up. They're going to go ahead and and franchise tag Jacobs, and they're going to go ahead and have all this money tied up to Devontae Adams. They've got to strike. They've got to strike, and they've got to hit Aaron Rodgers. If they don't get Aaron Rodgers on board, they're done. They're done. They're going to crumble. They're not going to be competitive. It's going to be a waste of money. Uh, Adams is just going to sit there and, and waste coin on the bench. They have to get Aaron Rodgers. And given that the Jets, in my opinion, are probably leaning Derek Carr. That's my gut from what I've heard. There's a lot of different speculative uh, reports out there on the situation regarding Carr, regarding Lamar, regarding Aaron Rodgers. So none of us really know for certain, to be honest with you, what exactly is going on. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of smoke. There's a lot of bad reporting. There's a lot of a bunch of stuff going on. So we're all speculating. Um, Carr. The last word on Carr is that cars cars wanting to be wined and dined and 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 the 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 most recent report that we've seen uh relating to car in the financials was that he wasn't even going there yet because he was wanting to make sure the fit was perfect for him he's more concerned with fit than he is money of course he wants to get paid and and by default he's going to get paid he's going to get paid bank but car cars in the driver's seat and car Potentially, if he wanted to, could step all over uh, this situation. Thanks for that previous ch uh, super chat there, Havjis. Appreciate you. Uh, Derek Carr could essentially step all over everybody and and just go, "Hey, I want to, I want to sign with the Jets. Sign me now," um, and it could get it done. But Carr isn't necessarily taking that action, from what we're hearing. Aaron Rodgers is still very much in play for the New York Football Jets. Very, very much in play. Uh, it is coming down to these two individuals right here. Now, now Lamar Jackson could enter the equation. Uh, hit that thumb up button on your way in the door. We got about 60 people in here. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And only, uh, only, let's see, 15 thumbs up. Punch that button for me. But, but right now, um, I would say Lamar's the least likely to go to the New York Jets. We don't hear a whole lot of buzz about that. Doesn't, it doesn't mean anything though. Look at the look at the Cleveland Browns. Look at the Atlanta Falcons being a, almost a lock to acquire Deshaun Watson. And in the uh, not even the eleventh hour, in the final hour, the the Cleveland Browns swoop in and just and just grab Deshaun Watson from the Falcons' kung fu grip. And so to say that the Jets aren't the likely landing spot, that that I say that with caution because. Anybody could be the Lamar Jackson landing spot. He's getting franchise tagged. I mean, unless some miracle happens. And a miracle could happen. Miracles happen every day. Every single day, miracles happen. So a miracle could happen. But unless a miracle does take place, Lamar Jackson's getting franchise tagged. And like I've always said, that creates animosity. And any divide that they may have is probably going to get a little bit more in the in the, in the the divided, you know, uh, territory. So now we're going to have uh, Smitty. I heard Lamar could go to Washington. I don't think that's look that that is, in my opinion, not a realistic scenario. The, 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 the Washington rumors, maybe Washington wants him, but I don't know that Lamar wants to go to Washington. Now, if he comes out and publicly states that we will, we will definitely attack that. And we'll definitely, you know, speak to it. And if more rumors and more news break on that, we'll definitely come in to either shoot it down or, you know, say that it seems realistic. Or a lot of times I go live on news whether I agree agree with it or not because I get so many DMs. I'm getting a lot on the Washington, so it's good you brought that up so I could address it. But he's not going to Washington just because Washington wants him. I bet the New England Patriots might want him. Does that mean he's going to New England? No. The New, New England Patriots want to. They want Debo Samuel. Are they going to get Debo Samuel? No, he's got a 20, 29 or 28 or 27, I forget the exact number, million-dollar dead cap hit. He, he's not going anywhere. Uh, so those rumors are funny. It's all smoke season. He's not going to Washington. He's not going to Washington. McLaurin to the moon if he did. Uh, Washington's actually a pretty decent football team. They just don't have a quarterback. They're much like the Atlanta Falcons. I think the Atlanta Falcons have a lot of pieces, uh, but they just don't have the core piece, so it all looks like garbage at the end of the day. That's what happens when you don't have a quarterback. Quarterback is key. You don't have a quarterback, you can't play football. You can't play football. You don't have a quarterback, your defense looks a lot worse than it than it really is. When you don't have a quarterback, your report card looks pretty bad as well. You guys, we went over this yesterday, and I had a few of you, and, and this, was, uh, this was fair, I had a few of you say to me, hey, Smitty, you were ripping on the Ravens yesterday. And right in the smack middle of this, you see that F minus? The F minus is for strength coaches. And we're ripping on the Ravens because their strength coaches getting an F minus is a huge red flag that the players are unhappy. Because look at all the, the A's across the board. That is the one, uh, the one category where players love their strength coaches strength coaches are like the 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 
the nanny. You know, you're upset at your parents, but the nanny's there for you. Strength coaches are like the grandparents. You know, grandparents will spoil you rotten and be your friend when your parents won't be, and they'll be parents. That is a red flag beyond red flags. Look at all. We have a couple. We have a D minus for the Falcons. So this is what somebody said to me. Hey, Smitty, first of all, the Falcons took care of this. Uh, the Ravens are going to take care of that F minus as well. Um, and, and people are going to get fired, and people are going to get replaced, and this is going to be a, an eye-opening experience for a lot of these teams. But this D minus here for the Falcons, I get, I get that that's a concern as well. Um, but there are no Fs on this board, and also to the point of the Falcons' unhappiness across the board, you don't have a quarterback. Things are bad across the board. Things are bad. Things are bleak. People are depressed. You're losing games. You're not in a winning. You don't have a winning mentality. You, 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 look, they bring Lamar and they're selling tickets. They got more money, more revenue. A lot happens. A lot happens when you bring in a, a signal caller like Lamar Jackson. So it was it was a fair point that a couple of you brought up to me in, in comments and in DMs. I get it. I get it. Me me ripping on the Ravens when the when and wanting Lamar to go to the Falcons who had a very low score, lower scores overall. Um I think things will change there like that once Lamar is there. They've just been they've been a down and out franchise trying to get themselves on the map and I think a QB like Lamar does that and we see the Falcons turn around and become a very exciting team to watch, to cheer for, to root for. The Ravens aren't a very exciting team to cheer for and root for because they don't support Lamar. And if a Ravens fan is mad at me and says, "Smitty, all you do you rip on the Ravens. You're not you're a Ravens hater." I'm not. I'm 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 a I'm, I'm trying to support and enable Lamar. I'm trying to be behind one of your players. I'm trying to say that this guy deserves to be supported, not have his his wide receiver, Hollywood Brown, the only wide receiver he's ever developed and, and vaulted up and lifted up and worked really hard with, building rapport, building that connection, and then they trade him away. And what's it do? It, it, how is Lamar going to succeed trading away Hollywood Brown right when Hollywood Brown and Lamar get to that level together? I wouldn't blame Lamar for wanting to leave and and literally saying, no matter what you offer me at this point, I don't want to stay. You're going to franchise tag me. We're $100 million apart and guaranteed money. You don't feel like I'm the future. You don't support me. We keep losing. You keep changing the offense. Now Munkin's coming in and you got a new offense i got to learn. If I'm going to learn a new offense, I might as well just go to a new team. And that's where I'm where I'm at. And if Lamar chooses to re-sign with the Ravens, he's not going to be on my breakout or my my monster sleeper moon men satellite men list. I can tell you that right now because he continues to fail there. Not all his problem, but if he chooses to go back, that will be his problem, and that will be on him. He has a, an ability to go start a new chapter with a team that's willing to support him from the bottom up. And, and Lamar has got a responsibility to do that. Back on the topic of, of Jacobs, I get sidetracked so easy. Jacobs is getting tagged, according to Ian Rappaport, according to many, many sources. And again, my, my, my takeaway from this is that maybe they're closer than we think to an Aaron Rodgers situation. And maybe Aaron Rodgers is on his way to Las Vegas, which is kind of what we have been hoping for in, in, to some uh, degree because we want... We want Aaron Rodgers to keep Devontae Adams top five wide receiver capable. And and, and if, if the Raiders get a Jimmy G because they, they swing and miss on, on Aaron Rodgers, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. We're looking at a Devontae Adams drop from probably wide receiver two, three, four, five, wherever you want to put him. I'd totally approve, uh, Smitty approves someone saying, hey, Smitty, 
with Aaron Rodgers in Las Vegas, I have him wide receiver too. I might not, but I totally Smitty approved you doing that. And I'm not going to tell you to take a lap. I'm not going to say you're wrong. I'm not going to say I'm right because I have him four or five. Um, I might even have to reassess my rankings and see if he is wide receiver three. You know, JJ and Chase will be one and two or two and one. Um, but Adams could be number three on my wide receiver list if Aaron Rodgers heads to Las Vegas. Jacobs is going to be very unhappy. He's going to be very disgruntled. I have a feeling he's not going to take this well if he's getting tagged and Aaron Rodgers is not heading to Las Vegas. They bring in a rookie quarterback at that number seven pick. I think if Richardson fell, which I don't think Richardson will fall because I think Richardson only climbs. I think Richardson's the number two or three quarterback off the board. And he could uh, he could climb to one because all it takes is one team to say we are enamored with this guy, Richardson, and his ability to potentially become the next Jalen Hurts, the raw quarterback. We've seen it before. Bad accuracy issues we can repair and remedy. And this pure talent, raw talent you can't, teach or coach up he could easily climb to the number one quarterback spot his combine combine can definitely make him climb uh i don't understand the soup kitchen reference what is what is that too what's the soup kitchen reference what did i say uh but jacobs anyway jacobs is either going to be happy that aaron Rodgers is in town or he's going to maybe even put up a fight on a franchise tag think of it this way when you're a player, and they call this the prison tag, the franchise tag is called the prison tag amongst NFL players because it holds them hostage. And and even the, the wording by Adam Schefter was, or was it Ian Rappaport on, on I forget which one was was talking about this on, on TV just a minute ago on the, during the combine, said that the the Raiders are not allowing Jacobs to go anywhere, and even he even repeated it. I, I I'm trying to rem- remember word for word, but it was they're not going to allow him to go anywhere. The Raiders will refuse to allow him to hit free agency, and that's the thing that these players hate. And as part of the rules, it's all built in when they sign their initial contracts. They know all this is in place. You know, so it's not like they don't know what time it is when they sign their deals and they become into the NFL and poor players going to get franchise tech for $10 million. Poor Jacobs. Boo-hoo. Oh, poor guy's getting 10 mil next year. Like, I get all that. I actually agree with a lot of that. I'm just merely saying from a player perspective, Jacobs finally does what, he, what he's been hoping to do. You know, this light, light his, his, his career path trajectory on fire. And do what he did in 2022. And now the team says, we're holding you hostage on a franchise tag. Again, not saying I don't agree with it. And from a business perspective, I would do it too if I needed to to, to slap a franchise tag on a player to not allow them to leave. But what I'm trying to explain, not whether it's right or wrong or I agree with it, the player's perspective is, you are holding me hostage. I'm not happy here. I've made it abundantly clear that unless you reload with Aaron Rodgers, I want to be gone. And now I'm watching all these people potentially move scenarios. And and same thing with Debo. Debo is so excited to watch Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill go to new scenarios. And then his team was holding him hostage. And he felt... He felt that you could you could see it in Debo and the animosity between fan base and Debo was created because Kyle Shanahan and and the Niners decided to do the Niner way approach and drag out his extension. Jacobs is going to be no different. He's not going to be happy about this if Aaron Rodgers is not on roster. Danny Dimes is looking to get paid. 
Danny Dimes is looking to get bank. And I predict, and again, this is a prediction in a very volatile world that we're living in. By the way, first in the building today, appreciate you all being here. Hit that thumb up button. DJ Meat Missile, Ben, Haskell, uh, Nevin, Golf, Space Ricky, Danger, Dan, uh, Ron Navy in the building, Warren, the OJ, Sandu, appreciate you all. Blind Larry, Avery, Ada, appreciate you all being here, guys. Uh, hit that thumb up button on your way in the door. This this right here, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, here's my prediction. Daniel Jones gets signed to an extension in in, in the final hour, the 48 hours beforehand. The, the March 7 window is, is approaching where franchise tags have to be given. There's an open window from the 21st of February until the upcoming March 7. Today is March 3. So on March 7, teams need to dish out their restricted uh, or uh, are exclusive or unexclusive franchise tags. And they're two very, very different tags. Danny Dimes is a little more fitting for the non-exclusive tag because it would put him at $32 million for the, the one-year salary. It would slap a two-first-round uh, cost on him if a team was to negotiate with him. And a, and a non-exclusive tag, any team can negotiate with Danny Dimes and say, hey, Danny, we want to meet with you. Okay, good. Meets with Danny. Danny, we'll give you we'll give you forty million a year for four years. Oh, really? Yeah. Here's your offer sheet. Danny takes the offer sheet or the offer sheets presented by the team to the Giants. The Giants look it over and they say, "God, what are you guys gonna pay him forty million dollars a year for? We're not doing that. We didn't want to do it earlier. Take him. They have to either match or let him go. And in letting him go, the acquiring team gives up two first rounders. They have to be 2023 and 2024. That means the Miami Dolphins, who don't have a first rounder in 2023, can't even negotiate with Danny Dimes. It has to be the two most upcoming drafts, and it has to be first rounders. So uh, that, that's the non-exclusive tag. And the advantage, again, is $32 million versus what will probably be a projected $45 million. has to uh, change in April with all the releases and everything. But $45 million is the projected exclusive tag where no team can negotiate. It's all up to the... It's all up to the, the tagging team. So in this case, Danny Dimes, it would be the Giants. The Giants can then negotiate trades with people that are interested, but no one can talk to Danny Dimes. And they can request four first-rounders, three first-rounders. Because no one's giving up two first-round picks for Danny Dimes and paying him uh, a, a hefty contract that the Giants wouldn't match, like $40 million, $45 million a year or whatever, uh, most likely he'll be slapped with the non-exclusive tag. That means that Barkley will be a free agent unless the team can then work out a deal with Barkley before the tagging deadline window closes and then they could franchise tag Danny Dimes and then sign Saquon Barkley. But because Barkley and the team are so far apart, like very, very far apart, Barkley wants about 15 to 17 million a year. The team's probably more along the lines of what the franchise tag amount is, 10 or 10 to 12. They're pretty far apart. Odds are... And if they, if they can work a deal out, if the Giants and Danny Dimes can work out a deal that Dable feels comfortable with, $40 million a year is what Field Yates is saying that the Danny Dimes could be, he could become the, the ninth QB ever to earn an annual salary at $40 million. Okay, and this report here by Jordan uh, says, have heard a rec in recent days there has been progress between Daniel Jones and the Giants getting some something done by Tuesday doesn't seem unreasonable. It sounds like it sounds as if there will be a four. Uh, there will be a four at the. I don't know what the rest of that is. I clipped it. I should have expanded it. 
But bottom line is the progress is being made. And I predict that this 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 will get done. It'll be about a $40 million a year deal. We'll, we'll see how much of it's guaranteed. That could be the, the kicker, the, the more team-friendly piece of this that we can't you know tell yet. How much of it guaranteed? We don't know. But $40 million, and whether you agree with it or not doesn't really matter in terms of whether it gets done or not. I agree with you. $40 million for Daniel Jones is way too much. But because Dable needs to win, you know, he's not on the hot seat or anything, but in his mind, how is he going to get a quarterback? Like Danny Dimes played very, very well. And Dable is the one quarterback that could probably have him continue to play very, very well. And if you're going to lose Saquon Barkley... Your team's not going to be as competitive even if you do have Danny Dimes franchise tagged. So why not overpay for a quarterback in a, a amount of money that looks ridiculous now? And in, in the chat, I can see it. $40 million is way too much. $40 million, $40 million, I get it. And I agree. $40 million is way too much for Danny Dimes. But two years from now, Danny Dimes, his contract will look like nothing. It'll look like, a, it'll look like peanuts compared to what we're about to see these contracts inflate to. In about 2 to 2.5 years, it's going to inflate big time because of all the influx of money coming from all these deals with Amazon, YouTube, and the, the likely hike of the salary cap to about 22% in the next two years. So Danny Dimes at $40 million now looks awful, but at the cost of not losing Barkley, because then you can franchise tag Barkley at ten mil and keep both of them. I predict they have both of them. I predict the Giants do not walk into the offseason after March 15 worrying about losing one of them. I think they signed Danny Dimes to a long-term deal. They franchise tag Barkley and Dable's got both those guys for 2023. Anything can happen. It's very volatile, but that's the way that I see it at this point. This right here, look, this is getting out of hand and this is almost rant worthy. I may even go on a rant in a second because I get worked up about it. I get it. I get it. This kid right here, I understand everybody and their mother thinks he's too short. Even his own mother thinks he's too short. That is certainly, there's certainly concern. There's certainly concern. What am I doing here? I'm, I'm, I'm minimizing everything on my screen. Uh, th- this is certainly a concern that, that he could be shorter than we, than we would like. You know, it, he was said to be maybe six foot. There's a lot of reports coming in that he could be around 5'11". Some saying 5'10". If he comes in at 5'10", we have a little bit of a problem. A little bit of a problem. I don't know that it matters at the end of the day. Like, I don't know that it's going to hold me back from wanting him to be, uh, for predicting him to be a really solid quarterback from this draft class to the tune of maybe cracking the top six to eight overall quarterbacks in NFL and in fantasy football. And I think they go hand in hand these days. You rarely ever see a quarterback ranked by me at number six or seven that in fantasy that is not a top 12 quarterback. It's rare. Kyler Murray, ironically, and we're talking about a short guy, so maybe maybe it is a little relevant to have this conversation if it's possible that he, he ranks really high in fantasy but not in NFL quarterbacking. Um, I, I, I think Kyler Murray, to me, his height isn't what puts him at a disadvantage. It certainly makes it hard for him to see over the offensive line. It certainly makes him an outside-the-pocket quarterback. It makes him navigate outside the pocket so that he doesn't have to look over the offensive line constantly. And when you're a smaller guy, you're a little afraid of getting hit. Kyler's 5'10". You're a little afraid of getting hit, and so it makes you, it coins you as a like scared-to-get-hit type of passer. Kyler doesn't like getting hit. 
Kyler doesn't like getting hit. Kyler doesn't want to get hit. Kyler doesn't feel like he's got the fight and dog in him. Let's not compare Kyler Murray and his lack of success, despite the talent that he's it's oozing out of this guy. He's a talented guy. One of the most talented quarterbacks in the National Football League in at least a few categories. Not a lot of them, but a few categories. Running the football, elusiveness, playmaking ability. He's great scrambling and making a play. Kyler is great at that. He's just a baby. He's uh, he, he 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 feels like he, he feels like he's entitled. Um, he gets he get cries and complains about off the field stuff, on the field stuff. Uh, they want to put stuff in his contract about studying film, and instead of just doing it and showing that you know what I study so much film anyway, doesn't matter. You can put that in the contract. I don't care. I overstudy for film. Instead, he he complains about it, and the media jumps on top of it, and then they take it out of his contract. And it's like, there's a lot of concerns about Kyler. I'm an Arizona, I'm a Cardinal fan. I have a right to complain about Kyler. But the fact that everybody keeps tying Kyler to Bryce Young as if everything's going to correlate, it's not. So what if, let's say he comes in at 5'10". Let's say he comes in at 5'10". I'll have concerns in a way. I'll have concerns in a way. You know, in terms of him being like a, uh, he's shorter than Kyler. I don't think he's shorter than Kyler Danger. He could be. We'll find out. We'll find out tomorrow. They measure him tomorrow. I don't think he's shorter than Kyler. I think he's a little taller than Kyler, but I don't think he's six foot. Which is it's concerning because other teams' perception. The further a player falls down, the more likely they get a little bit like tied to a, you know, that concern of like how long does he have? What's his window of time for failure before a team gives up on him? Like the further you fall, like look at Malik Malik Willis. Wasn't supposed to fall. He wasn't supposed to fall. Malik Willis could have been a first-round pick last year. And and then he wasn't. So he fell all the way down to, what was it? I forget what overall pick Malik Willis was. But now he's a guy you can discard. So he goes out there, doesn't do well as a rookie. Titans move on. I'm not saying they won't move back to Malik Willis and give him a shot. But you see how easy it was for them to discard him. Because the draft capital wasn't at the size where you're like, holy crap, we got to give this guy like literally a two-year window. Your window of time closes the later you fall in the draft. So that's my concern level is I want him to go one. I want him to go two or number three. I think he will. I think any scout with a brain, any team that is using logic and their brain will say, we don't care if he's 5'10 and a half or 5'11. And I think he'll be at least 5'10 and a half, hopefully 5'11. And then you're going to have a team say, we don't care. And as as Bryce Young said himself uh, right here, he said the potential number one pick um, out of Alabama, said, Bryce Young said before the 2023 NFL scouting combine, I've been this size respectfully my whole life. <laughs> and he's been dominating his whole life. And he does, he's not, the, I'm not calling him the next Mahomes. So you can calm down on your keyboard warrior typing right now. It's ready you Mahomes. Number one, I predicted Mahomes, so, so calm down. But this guy has Mahomes-like talent in some areas of his game. He's also better than Mahomes was coming out of college. And if you disagree with that, you're misremembering. Because you want to say, oh, Mahomes has been Mahomes this whole time. You didn't know Mahomes was coming, tell, uh, keyboard tough guy. You didn't know Mahomes was coming. I did. And I'm on record saying it. 
But but this guy right here, Bryce Young, is way more evolved and ready to go than Mahomes was. So let's not pretend there's not a shot that he could become an elite quarterback. Okay, we're not talking become Mahomes. We're talking about being an elite quarterback. And he's ultra talented. He's fantastic. He's magical. He he does things that no other quarterback in this draft class can do. He extends plays better than any quarterback in this draft class. He's got he, he's more NFL ready in my opinion than than any NFL quarterback or any quarterback in this draft class. You could say Stroud is too, but I think this guy's ready. I think this guy's ready, and I don't care what he what he what he weighs or how tall he is. He's magical, and you get him in the right offense with the right coach. He's going to be an elite quarterback. If there is a quarterback in this draft class that has the potential to be 5 to 10, we'll not, we won't put him in the, the Burrow, the Mahomes, the Josh Allen, or the uh, uh, Jalen Hurts category. That is tier number one. It is almost untouchable. We practically locked, uh, we've locked that tier away. And anybody that wants to go visit that tier on occasion can only go have a cup of coffee uh, every other week or so in that tier, and then they've got to leave. That tier is solid. It's cemented off. But who's number five? Who's number six? Who's number seven? Is it Fields? Is it Lamar? Could it be Bryce Young for the future? And maybe we talk about Bryce Young on the Dynasty Show in 30 minutes. The link is pinned in the live chat. I, I, I just, I, you could think what you want, and I'm okay with you having a different opinion. It's fine. But I, I know that this kid's got the talent. All it takes is a team to believe in him. All it takes is the right situation. Could he go to a wrong landing spot and, and, and not get developed? Certainly possible. But for people to write him off because of his size, it's going to be a huge, huge mistake. And you're, you're going to regret putting that out there. Uh, this guy right here, Bryce Young, measures tomorrow. But whatever the answers end up being, uh, it's unlikely to affect his status. And, and, and uh, probability of being a top pick. So expect Bryce Young to be a top three overall pick on uh, on draft day in the 2023 NFL draft. And that means, yes, the Cardinals, who have the number three overall pick, will probably have to trade out of the spot. I'm fearful they will. Uh, I believe it will go potentially quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Means that the Bears will trade the one pick away. The Texans will stay put, take their quarterback and number three. Or the Colts just get him at four. The Colts could get Bryce Young at four because everybody's scared to draft him, potentially. It, that report said that it won't affect his draft stock. It might to the tune of one or two picks, but I believe that Bryce Young is a top four overall pick on draft day. That I believe. Do I think that his height could affect him in terms of the order? Maybe, but it's a mistake. It's a mistake because Bryce Young has that capability. This guy, Zeke Elliott, um, I, I don't even have the report on here, but a likely cap casualty um, if he doesn't want to restructure to a, a very team-friendly deal. Um, he has no more guaranteed money coming his way. The cap hit isn't that crazy. It is enough to where the team would say to themselves, rather than bring in another RB to back up Tony Pollard, who we fully expect to be franchise tagged by the Dallas Cowboys, that could maybe not happen. They may even be trying to work out a long-term deal before the tag deadline of, of March 7 coming up here. And if they tag him, they still might try and work out a long-term deal. Uh, and they may wait until his his broken fibula is healed and they see what they're getting and they feel very confident and then they offer him a big long contract extension. That's totally possible. 
Uh, but 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 the bottom line is, with the cap hit involved, the team's got to ask themselves, hey Zeke, restructuring for you or on your contract makes sense for us because then we can keep you a, you know the system, so we feel comfortable, and and, and we don't that cap hit is like waste a waste of money at that point. Like if they can bring them back on on a restructured deal, then they don't lose that 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 money and have to pay out another player to bring a backup in and go that route or draft a rookie and use one of the draft selections. If Zeke Elliott restructures, they're very unlikely the Cowboys to draft an early and when I say early, I mean, you know, first, second, third round running back. They could still take a fourth or fifth rounder. But Zeke Elliott, they they very much want to bring him back but only if he restructures his, his deal around a team-friendly uh, type of deal. Otherwise, he's getting cut. He's getting cut. Either way, it's Tony Pollard's season, which we're totally excited about here on the channel. Tony Pollard is headed to the moon. He is a moon man for a reason. The moon man dropping loads in outer space. Tony Pollard, a moon man extraordinaire. Space moon says course we love tony pollard and uh either way is tony pollard season and i'm not scared of zeke elliott coming back to the team this is not a melvin gordon situation and if anybody allows that to make them uh enter some sort of like fear state in, in not wanting to invest in pollard it could be a great day for us zeke elliott being restructured might be a to the moon moment to the moon for us on the channel because it probably makes people scared of drafting Tony Pollard. It helps lower his ADP, which we are all about. That's 100% where I want to be. I want to be in a position where Tony Pollard's getting undervalued because Zeke's returning. I'm rooting for a Zeke Elliott restructure. Please bring that versus some kind of Bigsby drafting in round three or Kendra Miller in round three or four. Like, imagine if Kendra Miller falls to the Dallas Cowboys. We don't want that. Zeke Elliott's a uh, a shell of himself. Bring him back. Bring him back, please. Let everybody think that it's a, a Melvin Gordon situation and, and give Tony Pollard the football. Um, this is a report from Ian Rappaport, Dalton Kincaid, perhaps the top tight end. Won't, him and Mayer, Mayer won't participate in drills in the combine. Not a good thing, but he still has some pro days to, to you know impress uh, Daniel Jones is seeking more than $45 million, uh, but they're working on a deal that puts him around 40 is what we're hearing. So two different things on Daniel Jones. But bottom line is, I think he gets a deal done. And like I said, they, they end up tagging Barkley and signing Daniel Jones. If not, they're, they're franchise tagging Daniel Jones and letting Barkley walk. So they're under the clock. They're, they're, they're under the pressure. Uh, uh, Ohio State wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba confirmed. Uh, he will do everything except run the 40. Again, never a good thing when you're skipping these things. It's not a good thing, but you can certainly wipe out the negative um, vibe that it creates and the the scared. Like you're, you're, you're telling people you're scared. You're telling people you're scared when you don't do something at the combine. And honestly, doing something hurt at the combine is bad too. Because then it just, it, it, you know, if you're going to go out there because you're injured or something, you're getting over something. Your cone drill, everything's going to be down. And if it's not, then they know you're scared to run the 40. Like, don't be scared to run the 40. You, you've, you've, you've prepared for this your whole life. And so, I, I don't, you know, if he's if he's struggling with an injury, doesn't want to make it worse, I get it. But we saw Spiller uh, claim that he wasn't healthy enough to run the 40. He went and did, did all the other drills and did them very, very badly. And his draft stock crumbled. So, it's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a touchy touchy you know part of uh, the process 
if you don't run the 40 or you don't do certain drills or you're like Bryce Young, let's just be honest here. Bryce Young is going to not do some of the, 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 the things as well. It's not a great look. It's not a great look. With quarterbacks, it's a tiny bit different because their pro days are so big and they're televised. And, and it's just this is a huge opportunity for Richardson. And I agree with Sloth. Uh, Levis and Richardson ha- have an open door. So Bryce Young isn't doing himself any favors, I'll say that, by not participating fully in the combine. Because guess what happens? Guess what happens? Richardson goes out and impresses. He goes to number one overall. He goes to number two overall. And Bryce Young gets bumped down to the Colts pick at four. So depending on how Bryce Young wants to, to, to be drafted, if he wants to go to the Texans or whoever dra- trades up to this one pick versus the Colts. I mean, I, I'm not saying the Colts is a bad spot. I think Young's going to do well wherever he goes, but he's certainly going to maybe affect some things if he lets Richardson go out there and explode. You know what I'm saying? So I agree with Sloth here. Uh, Lev- uh, Levis, Levis the Beaver, and Richardson are going to have, have an opportunity and I just can't wait to see it. So all, all Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we'll be watching the Combine. I'll be going live during it um, because a lot of the quarterback, tight end, running back, wide receiver stuff is all taking place Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We got the uh, bench press. We got the, the workouts, um, measurements. It's all happening tomorrow. Tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, the biggest day. What's this? The scouting Combine. Look at these guys. I love this, man. I love this. Oh, oh, no! He tried to do a backflip and he landed on it. Oh, God! Oh. Oh, who was that, Joe? Was that Jones? Oh, he tried to do a backflip and he... Oh, and he missed it. Did anybody else see that? Oh, that was horrible. That was horrible. The whole he he finished catching the football and showing drill or uh, showing it off his skill, and he runs down to the the end zone. The whole the whole crowd, uh, all the players, just surround him and they're cheering. <laughs> he tried to do a a backflip and he missed it. <laughs> landed right on his almost landed on his kind of landed on his like his arms and head. Oh, that was awful. <laughs> that was awful. Uh, Terry. Voicemail. Hey, Smitty, Terry here. I uh, just want to get uh, your thoughts on this. My team is Doc Prescott, uh, ETN, Brees Hall, uh, CMC, Dalton Schultz, CeeDee Lamb, Amon Ross, Sam Brown, uh, Drake London, George Pickens. Um, I also have A.J. Brown. I traded him today for the 104. Uh, let, let's, let's write this I out. have my own 108. Uh, what are your thoughts? Let's write this out because this is... Uh... This is a little too much information to retain in, in my head. So here we go. Hey, Smitty. Terry here. Uh, I just want to get uh, your thoughts on this. My team is Doc Prescott, uh, ETN, Brees Hall, uh, CMC, Dalton Schultz, CeeDee Lamb, Amon Ross, Sam Brown, uh, Drake London, George Pickens. Um, I also have A.J. Brown. I traded them today for the 104, 111. I also have my own 108. Uh, what are your thoughts? London, George Pickens. Um, I also have AJ Brown. I traded them today for the 104, 111. I also have my own 108. Uh, what are your thoughts?
Okay, so CMC, uh, ETN Hall, fantastic. Dak, I don't mind Dak given the strength of everything else. Dalton, uh, Amon and London and AJ Brown were amazing pickings. I don't, I mean, if you get Gibbs, and I assume it's a 1QB league. I don't think he said Superflex. Assuming, uh, I love the team. Uh, Terry, assuming you, it's a 1QB league, I, I'm fine with this. I, I wouldn't have traded AJ Brown for the 1.4, I don't think. Unless that ends up being Gibbs, I guess I guess Gibbs or Charbonnet, depending. I mean, so it so depends on where they go, which player you get. It's a very borderline pick to trade, a to, to acquire for AJ Brown because of where your team was at. But I like Pickens enough to where this could really work out if you end up landing Jameer or Charbonnet, and they're both absolute monsters at the next level. So this very much could work out in your benefit, but I would try and trade the 1.4 and the 1.8 to get to get Gibbs or Bijan, to be to be honest with you. Um, you also could go wide receiver with the 1.4, but I'd rather have A.J. Brown than any wide receiver in the, in the class, to be honest, right now. Um, I do think that uh, Flowers could end up being a monster. So I, I like it overall. Um, your team is fantastic. I don't know if I love the trade, but it, it was okay. You could argue it. So that was Terry leaving a voicemail. If you guys want to leave a voicemail as well, all you got to do, do is uh, get on over to The Fantasy Football Show on uh, Instagram. And uh, I will answer your questions. We got another one here. This is a voicemail from uh, Tony. Tony, your voicemail is not playing, bro. Tony, your voicemail's not playing. Uh, go ahead and re re record it. All right, I don't know what happened with his. Tony's wouldn't play. Tony, thank you. Uh, looks like we got another voicemail from uh, from the group here. This is from Lewis. Hey, Smitty. Uh, in a new dynasty league, uh, where do you see Bijan ranking at uh, in drafts? Thank you. In a new dynasty league? Oh, well, that was an easy question. Uh, that was an easy question. And Dynasty is one, two, or three overall. Maybe top five in, in leagues where people don't know what's going on. But, I mean, I'd take him one overall. In in a redraft league, he's going to go, by August, he's going to go like six, seven, eight. Right now, he's going like eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Just depends on who you're drafting with. But Bijan is arguably the number one overall player in Fantasy Football Dynasty. He's arguably at least top three or four if people want to lean toward the wide receivers at first. So, it's a good question, though. All right, thank you. That was from, uh, that was, who was that that asked that question? That was Lewis. Lewis, appreciate you. And if you guys, again, want to be a part of, of this right here, all you got to do is get on over to my Instagram, The Fantasy Football Show, on IG, click that subscribe button, and for $4.99 a month, uh, cancel any time. You can leave voicemails for this show, the 7 p.m. show, every single day if you want. And you get you get to be a part of an exclusive chat where all you guys can chat together and Ask each other amazingly tough questions. Um, this one's from Johnny. What's up, Smitty? I'm in the ninth round of a, a dynasty startup. I have uh, Mike Williams, Mike Evans, or uh, Keenan Allen. Who would you pick out of those three? Thanks, man. Be blessed. Mike Williams, Evans, and Keenan. And what did he say this was? A dynasty? What's up, Smitty? I'm in the ninth round of a, a dynasty startup. I have uh, Mike Williams, Mike Evans, or uh, Keenan Allen. Who would you? 
That's a great question, my guy. Uh, and I'm leaving him a voicemail here now so he'll hear it. And I uh, tag him in that group chat. So very easy way to get your answer, your answer, uh, your question answered. And uh, so anyway, bro, I would probably tell you, give me Mike, Mike Evans. I don't trust Mike Williams at all. Keenan Allen's getting older. All three of them are unreliable. So you got to go with the guy that has the most upside to be a 10 TD, you know, producing guy. Give me Mike Evans. Keenan Allen probably staying put, I guess, for one year. I would say Keenan Allen might be the safest for one year. But I like Mike Evans a little bit more personally. But I don't think you could go wrong between Keenan Allen and Mike Evans, I guess, at the end of the day. But I would rather have Mike Evans. Uh, appreciate that. That was from, who was that? That was Johnny. Johnny. At Johnny. There we go. If you guys want to become a, a voicemail lever on the show, the Fantasy Football Show on Instagram, click the subscribe button. Appreciate those questions. Um... 14 minutes left in the show, and then we go live on the Dynasty channel, and I've pinned that link in the live chat. Make sure you're subscribed. We're jumping over, and we're going to talk probably, uh, maybe we talk about the same players from a Dynasty perspective. I kind of love that the Dynasty channel, in in my thinking anyway, is going to mirror a lot of the redraft content, so you can get further further topic, uh, further information on the players during the redraft shows a lot of times on the Dynasty channel. So maybe we'll do, maybe we'll do some some slotting of quarterbacks and talk about where where we would maybe put Bryce Young. But we'll also talk about the values of some of the guys that we're talking about today. And anybody can ask anytime, anytime you want to ask a question for me on the Dynasty Channel. The phone lines will be open, and there's less people watching naturally. Even though there shouldn't be, we have over 190 to 100 people right now in the in the live stream. All of you should be going over for more extended content. Um, the link is pinned in the live chat. Let's open the phone lines for just a little bit and for about 13 minutes, and then we'll jump over to the Dynasty live stream. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Dial in. Dial in. Dial in. 602-635-3664. I'm here for you. Your boy, Smitty. Ready to serve. Um... Let's put the uh, marker board in the corner. And maybe we'll move this up a tad. Give us some room for more marker board real estate. Uh, dial on in. And I'm going to try and look at some of the comments. I know you guys have been chatting uh, chatting the whole time. And maybe responding to what I've been talking about. And I haven't had a whole lot of time to respond to you guys. So let me dig into the chat here. And see what you're you're saying. Mock drafts tonight. Uh, not mock drafts. We'll be doing live drafts. My guy will be doing live drafts on Underdog Fantasy. Promo code Smitty. Make sure you're signed up now. I'm going to drop that link in the live chat right now. So you can get signed up. We're going to be doing private drafts. Which means uh, I'm going to drop a link in the, in the chat. And the first 12 people or 11 people that join. We're going to do a league together. It's not in the big tournament. It's going to be a special league for just us. We'll probably start off on a small dollar amount because it's more about doing the league together. But at the end of the year, we can reflect on it, see who won. Um, it'll be just our league, a private draft with a link I drop in the in the live chat. So get there tonight. We'll be there tonight. Make sure you, you click that link. I just dropped it in the live chat. Click the link. Get signed up. 
uh, underdog will match up to one hundred dollars on your first deposit. So get on over to the get on over to the link in the in the live chat. I just dropped it. Uh, who's the QB in Tampa? I don't know. It could be could it not be end up being one of these rookies. Uh, I'm sorry, I missed the phone call. Uh, I think it was Brucey. Call back in. I'm sorry. I got the the phone lines open now. Dial back in, Brucey. I'm sorry about that. Uh, and so I've missed a lot of chatter. You guys have been talking a lot. What do I think about Gibbs? Will will weigh at? I don't know. Probably around two two oh five. Um, I imagine what what's his what's his weight at now? What's up, Rosie? You're live. Hey, You're live. I uh, just left the voicemail, but I don't think my voice sounded loud, uh, loud enough. But uh, yeah, I don't check the I don't check the voicemails on here. If anybody thinks that's where I play the voicemails from, I play the voicemails from the IG. So I, I never yeah. check voicemails on the on the incoming inbound phone line. The oh, only, no, no. The only I ones I sometimes play IG. are De- Denny's. I sometimes oh. play Denny's. No. Um, what's up? Who is Shanahan? Who is Shanahan going to rob us more of this year, Debo or CMC? <laughs> Since he's the uh, worst coach fantasy wise in. in- who is he going to rob us from? You mean like who is he going to not let us get enough fantasy production from? Yeah. I think probably Debo. I think Debo is just, he's too much in a position of, uh, I would say he's too much in a position of, of, of uh, rot- he's like in a rotational position of getting fed, especially if Shanahan is going to design his offense differently with Trey than he would have with uh, Purdy, which is really concerning to me that he's going to, he, he, you know, he talks about Trey being a, a, uh, a dual threat and, and as if Purdy and him don't almost equally have great mobility, you know, I just don't, I, I know Trey was a run specialist in college, but he's got a cannon and he can be developed. Uh, differently than than the way I think uh, Shanahan's going to develop him as a dual threat. I don't like that dual threat talk. No, I don't either. And that, and that just makes the the wide receivers and the offense and all that, uh, you know, diff, definitely concerning. Okay, I'm trying to go through some of the, the chat questions in here and involve everybody. Uh, a Rod to the Jets, Carr to the Panthers, Lamar to Atlanta. I think everything you're saying makes sense. I don't think um, Carr is going to the Panthers though. That would that wouldn't make much sense. They don't have the they don't have the ability to really win right now. Although if they took like Bijan with, with that that top ten pick they got, and then they've got DJ Moore, maybe it starts to become something. What's uh, DB number thirteen? Who is DB number thirteen today? <laughs> I have the volume down. He just ran as forty, but he ran outside of the lane and knocked over one of the cameras. Like what's going on? We got we got a circus going on here at the tail end of this this uh, combine with the DBs. The DBs aren't on point today, uh, and s- some of them are. But but we had we had wh- who was the guy? I had the volume down. Who was the guy? I think it was Jones. But somebody ran down at the end and tried to do a backflip, and he missed and landed on his head and arms. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Oh. Uh, but I don't think Carr's going to the Panthers. But you never know. You never know. But I, I do agree those other spots sound sound uh, potentially 
Good. Uh, Levis and Richardson oh. going to explode tomorrow. Um, I'm, hold on, Brucey. I'm just trying to read some of these. Zeke has first-class trip to planet Uranus. Definitely could be on, on the, the Uranus radar. Off-topic, the XFL uniforms are awful. Uh, I don't have time for the XFL. A lot of people say, are you going to cover the XFL? No. Um, JCIM says magical. Um, he's, he's I think, reinforcing my, my Bryce Young uh, rant. And uh, I'm just trying to pick some of these random comments here. If you kiss me first, says Jim. Uh, Jim, I don't know what that's relating to, Jim. I'll pass for the moment. Uh, he is too short. I wouldn't take him as one overall, says Jarrett. That's what a lot of people are going to say. And that's why I inserted my rant where I inserted it. You're certainly entitled to your opinion. I still love you, pal. Jarrett to the moon. Jarrett to the moon. Differing opinions. To the moon. Differing opinions are okay. It's what makes this game so fun. So no problem at all. Definitely, definitely don't don't mind people disagreeing. It also keep in mind. I, I, again, not trying to toot my own horn here, but when I talked about Mahomes, when Alex Smith was going nuts from September through October, and I said Mahomes is the next top one to five, not top five, top one to five fantasy football quarterback and NFL quarterback, that got more pushback than than me saying anything. About, about Bryce Young or any, there are so many people that said Mahomes is going to be nothing. He's not. He's not tooled. He doesn't have. He's too raw. He, he you know, he's he's not going to ever be an elite passer at the next level. He can't. And there's a there's a there's a time where KC didn't know if they should bring back Alex Smith for the next season instead of injecting Mahomes straight into the lineup, and they struggled a little bit with that decision because of how good. And I know it's hard for people to remember, especially if they weren't playing fantasy back during the season. But when when Alex Smith was in his last year, he was a top five quarterback for September, uh, from September and October, and kind of heading into November, he started to tail off, and that's why that's why Mahomes is he became such a relevant topic that next offseason. And they moved on, and they went with Mahomes. But um, you know, I, I expect oh, a lot man. of pushback, and I'm not saying. I'm not saying that 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 Bryce Young's the next Mahomes, although I, I have every right to say that at this point. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that he is very much more developed than Mahomes was when Mahomes was so doubted, drafted, and nobody wanted to move on. Half of the KC franchise did. Half of the KC fan base didn't. Uh, about half of the fan base wanted to bring back Alex Smith because he played very well. And it's like, you know, memories are foggy. And that's fine. Uh, Tony Pollard, Cowboys plan to franchise tag Tony Pollard. We know this information, but this is on NFL uh, Network right now. Tony Pollard expected to be franchise tagged. That's a $10.1 million tag. Tony Pollard to the moon. Let's go. Tony Pollard to the moon. Tony Pollard, baby. You know we love Tony Pollard up in this mug. Tony Pollard's an absolute monster. Uh, Brucey. Every time we talk talk about Alex Smith, I always think of that injury he had. Gruesome. Yeah. Leg one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gruesome. Gruesome. Um, but uh, Tony Pollard is going to have a monster, monster year. Let's see what everybody else is saying here at the bottom here. What's up, Terry Roberts? Uh, Ada, what's going on? Uh, is it true Adam Schefter saying about Rodgers he might retire or go to the Jets? Uh, we don't know what's going on, bro. Nobody knows. Rogers, Rogers has already made it very clear 
that at, if you hear something from Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport, it's not true. <laughs> like Aaron Rodgers already told everybody that. He said, nobody knows what I'm thinking because nobody's going to speak out of turn. Nobody. So Aaron Rodgers, I, I, I don't think anybody has any sort of, uh, let's see here. Let me Let me put this on screen here. This is the report I just talked about from Ian Rappaport regarding Tony Pollard. Again, we've already mentioned this a hundred thousand times, but this is the this is you know when things get said right now. Um, you know, on, on on today of all days, you know we need to reinforce it. So here, this is the most recent uh, report I was just mentioning. The Cowboys will franchise tag Tony Pollard if the two sides cannot work out a long-term deal by Tuesday's deadline. Sources say Dallas has been uh, clear. Dallas has been clear that the tag is an option and that they aren't in the business of letting a great player walk. Pollard will be there in 2023, and this is great news for a number of reasons. Number one, very very much love what this guy did in in 2022 under the restrictions of the situation where Zeke Elliott was getting halftime work and sometimes getting the the running back 1A work while Tony Pollard was getting the running back 1B work and and Pollard still had an amazing year but his his ceiling value is so much higher than what it was last year if he's getting 1A work all year long and I don't care if they use Zeke Elliott enough to keep Tony Pollard fresh the Cowboys are such a potent offense we don't want Tony Pollard getting uh, 25 carries a game, 25 totes. He's a very, very much like a a little bit more run heavy version of Alvin Kamara. So the the divide, the workload divide that Kamara saw in New Orleans during his prime, is kind of what you want out of Pollard, but maybe a little bit more run heavy. So that's going to put you at like 15 to 18 carries a game. You don't want him getting 22 totes of the rock every single week. He'll break down on that workload. So Zeke Elliott is a requirement. Zeke Elliott is decent. Um, t- Tony Pollard needs to be on the Dynasty. We're going to go live on the Dynasty channel in about two, three minutes. And Tony Pollard needs to be a conversation. We're going to talk about Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, and Bryce Young, I think, on this Dynasty live stream. Make sure you're all subscribed. Make sure you all understand that I'm going live on the Dynasty channel. Um, we're just going to we're gonna do about an hour show during the offseason and then jump over to the Dynasty channel after every single show so that the Dynasty channel gets daily love and we start growing that bad boy. Um what do you think of what do you think of Pollard, Bruce? What? What do I I like Pollard. Where do you rank him, Brucey? Like what do I rank him? Uh, I'd say eleven or twelve. Uh let's get another let's get a couple more callers in here. Let's fill this phone line up. And let's do a little bit of a quick panel before we jump out of here. I'd love to know what you guys... What? I got a question for you. Yeah, go. We have all the the questions, or all the people where we want to go for them receivers, but who do we want for Alave? I don't Uh, think he really... Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Carr, I'll be be plenty happy with Derek Carr um, in New Orleans. And to be honest with you... If he doesn't go to New York, I think he's going to New Orleans. Because frankly, tell tell me where else he's going to go. We we had uh, we had somebody in here. I forget who it was say the Panthers. I, it's possible, but if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets, let's say, and let's say Derek Carr then goes where he wants, right? He's not going to Miami. I wish he would. He's not 
Probably not going to the Falcons. They're not off the table. That would be an interesting land. Probably not going to the Bucks. I'd imagine. It's possible. But he's already had a couple visits, and it sounds like very positive visits with the Saints. The initial report was that they wanted to take a pay cut. I don't even know if that was accurate. People are bad reporters right now today, Brucey. We don't even know what's true anymore. And the fact that he, he wow. met with them again, I, I highly doubt they, they pissed him off. So I think it was a bad report. Not to mention, we've heard another report that says that Carr hasn't even discussed financials with anybody because he's not in a rush. He's wanting to be wined and dined, right? And 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 deservedly so. But, but Carr is most likely uh, looking for the right fit, and then he knows the money's going to be there. So Carr hasn't been rushing this process at all. Carr's been in the, the driver's seat because he's the only quarterback. Well, now Carson Wentz is. But, 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 but Carr was the only quarterback, and Carson Wentz is not getting Carr's job. So Carr's not worried about Wentz. He's a gnat on the wall. He's a fly on the wall. Um, but Carr's in the driver's seat to where he could go to the Jets and say, hey, I want to sign now or never. And they would sign him. They would sign him. Uh, Carr could go to the... The uh, the Falcons and they gladly take him versus waiting on Lamar because Lamar's not a guarantee. They got to trade for Lamar. They got to get the draft. Like Carr's an attractive land for any of these teams. Carr's whining, getting wined and dined, and he's enjoying the process. If Aaron Rodgers coming out of the darkness retreat, you know, steps on over and becomes a New York Jet, which I think he becomes a Raider. But if he becomes a New York Jet, which is totally in the realm of possibility. It's definitely one of the options. It's not like we're going to be shocked if that happens. I believe the number one landing spot and desired spot would be Carr to the New Orleans Saints. Carr to Olave. Give it to me all day long. That would very much take care of one of our moon men. The moon men dropping loads in outer space. Which is all we want with this quarterback carousel. We want our moon men to be taken care of. Garrett Wilson, Olave, uh, you know, uh, Watson, which he's going to have love for Aaron Rodgers, so he's taking care of London. We want Lamar to take care of Pitts in London. We want Olave to be taken care of by Carr. Uh, Garrett Wilson to, to be taken care of by Carr or from uh, uh, you know Lamar or Aaron Rodgers. The concern I have is, and I firmly believe the Jets are in such a, a good position, I highly doubt that the Jets are the one team that doesn't land Lamar or Carr. Like, the Jets are such an attractive landing spot that uh, it doesn't feel like it's possible. It doesn't feel like a possibility that that they miss out on both of those guys because they're, they they got to be the number one desired spot for a quarterback. I don't think people understand how important the defensive component is here. If you've got the number one defense in the entire National Football League or arguably top three if you want to just – if you're just a Niner fan in here and you're just like, uh, the Niners are number one, whatever – Top three, whatever. I don't even care. I'm not going to argue it. I think they're number one next year. I think they're number one next year with quarterback support. If you go and you get a number one defense in the National Football League, it makes your job ten times easier. And Carr's never sniffed a good defense. Carr's never even been present in a top a defense that isn't bottom five. His defense is always bottom five every single year. In Oakland and in Las Vegas, his entire reign as a Raider, he's had the, a bottom four defense across the board in almost every single statistical category you're telling me the Jets don't seem like the most attractive place to him he wants to go there and if he doesn't go there I hope it's New Orleans you know leave Devontae Adams in in, in a you know like worse situation I'd rather do that than any of our moon men 
I'd rather take care of our movement, I hate to say it, over Devontae Adams. You know, I'd rather Garrett Wilson, Alave, and Watson be taken care of more than Devontae Adams. Why? There's some longevity at, 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 at play here, too. You know, Carr's a, a, a four, five, six-year window quarterback. So put him somewhere where he can develop with Alave for four, five, six years. I'm not worried about Adams because he's got one, two years left. And so at the end of the day, it's like he'll probably survive best anyway because he's so good. Give him Jarrett Stidham. Give him, give him, you know, Mike White. Give him someone like that. And I think he probably does okay. But I, I don't want, I want, I want these other guys to have good pieces in play. You what, Bruce? I said give Adams Jimmy G. Yeah. Jimmy G isn't as bad as people think he is. I think he's bad, Bruce. I'm sorry. I don't want Jimmy G anywhere near my players that I like. But but you know, if he did go to, if he did go to Las Vegas is probably the one location that at, le- at least Adams is so good it maybe gets figured out, but I just think I just think oh, yeah. And yeah, and I don't I don't see Lamar to Washington. Those Washington might be starting those rumors themselves. Hey, let's go ahead. Let's go. This is Washington. We're going to go ahead and give our wish list out. Number one, Patrick Mahomes. Number two, Josh Allen. Number three, Joe Burrow. Number four, Jalen Hurts. Number five, Lamar Jackson. I'm just going to put that list out there. That's that's our wish list. Sincerely, Washington. And then everybody, oh, Washington wants him. Washington's in the race. Washington in, isn't in any race. They're not in any race. How did I loop that around my... Brucey? Yeah. Now, I think Washington's just going to draft their own quarterback. Let the enemy uh, work with a quarterback. Washington? You know? I mean, they, they it would yeah. be good to start fresh with a rookie. That's for that's for certain. What if they trade up to one, two, or three overall and take one of the top three quarterbacks? Richardson, Bryce Young, or Stroud? I could definitely see them trying to get into that game. Uh, we're we're going to talk J- Jacobs and uh, we'll talk Bryce Young a little bit too, but we're going to talk Jacobs and we're going to talk, um, let's see, what else are we going to talk on the Dynasty channel? We're going to go live in a second on the Dynasty channel. Everybody get on over there. Jacobs and Pollard. Um, what other topics should we have? You guys ready to get over to the Dynasty channel in one second? I can even, if you stay in the live chat, I'll even put the link in the uh I'll put the link in the in the in the live chat here once I go live on it. So let's go ahead and put in uh Tony uh, Tony Pollard. I really think Tony Pollard could end up being a top 6 to 10 running back this year. I really think there's a, a nice shot. I think the fact that people are worried about this guy recovering from this broken fibula. They're worried about Zeke Elliott. There's so many concerns people have over Pollard right now. He could be an absolute steal, an absolute monster. I can't wait. To see what the the Zeke Elliott news does to his value, because he could be he could be a serious uh serious value. And Dynasty, I don't know where he's going to go. In Dynasty, it's going to be crazy. All right, so here's the topic. I'm going to put this uh, graphic um up on screen here, and then we're going to go right over to the Dynasty channel. Let me let me throw this graphic up real quick. Hold on. All right, here it is. Here it is. This is the topic of of the Dynasty channel. We got we got ninety people still in here. I'm going live right now on the Dynasty channel. Brucey, uh, call back on the Dynasty channel, okay? Okay. All right, later, guys. That link is in the live chat. 
That link is in the live chat. It's pinned. Subscribe. I'll also, if you guys, as soon as I end the show, hang out in the chat you're in right now. Don't close the window, and I'll put the link in there. You could just click it and go straight over. All right, so I'll see you all in the Dynasty channel. And here is the uh, here's the graphic for it. This is what we'll be talking about. It'll be Jacobs, Pollard, Dynasty. We're going over right now. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to drop the, the link in the live chat. Let's go.